0: has been pre-recorded for your listening and dancing pleasure.
1: This Duck and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Journal. Cunningham's Journal, the
2: only bar you need to know in carny.
3: The hundreds of just a like on Facebook or a comment or my phone's been blowing up, which is great. I appreciate it all. And I'm going to Mindanao to see some great basketball because you're Doug Duda. This is Central Nebraska's most listened to all sports radio station.
4: I'm getting the tuna sandwich with lots of lettuce on it today. <laughs> you like the tuna sandwich. Oh, yeah. I'll like never it. have to fight you for that. Nope, that'll be mine.
3: I will never have to fight you. That's my that favorite. That? That's my go-to sandwich. Your flavor is? Yes. All of them? Yes. Okay. A little spicier, the better. Okay. Because if I'm going to bite into something, I want it to kick back. So, you know, mild, eh, medium, eh, hot, Yes. Yeah. As much as I hate to get away from the award-winning last five minutes yeah, there that we've got yeah. on this yeah. show. You're listening to ESPN Tri-Cities, 1460 and 1550 AM. And now 92.1 and 92.7 FM. You know, when you have this many papers, Jimmy, I don't know what happens to them all. I don't know where they go. They just mysteriously disappear. But all these piles here went down. And not far enough.
4: I'm going to do some cleaning on my side because I've got dates here that say uh, Texas San Antonio football. Now,
3: coming to you live from the Midway Auto Dealership Broadcast
4: booth. Need a vehicle? Think Midway.com. Yeah, I try to do toasters because sometimes I just don't have time to put in the toaster. It's
3: been a lively little show so far. Um, certainly been worth everything I paid to listen to it. It's time for the Doug and Daddy Show. And good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Doug and Daddy Show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Doug to Jim Langan with you on today's program. And glad to have you on as uh, we get ready for a uh, full program with a lot of basketball talk on the show today. and Looking forward to that, we've got another matchup against the number one men's team in the country. Nebraska beat Purdue last week, and then uh, that knocked them from number one, so Connecticut moves up to number one, and Creighton will be playing at Connecticut uh, tonight, and that gets underway at uh, 6 o'clock. That'll be on Fox Sports 1. The Husker men and women are in action. Hastings College men and women are in action tonight as well. We're going to be talking with the new swimming and diving coach at UNK, our Loper Link, Kyle Trelka, in just a minute. Later on, we're going to catch up with Tice Westland. Uh, he just headed back to Wyoming uh, coming off an extremely solid season where they uh, were able to uh, win their bowl game and, uh, hey, took Texas into the fourth quarter. I mean, there's two different things. Now they've got a new coach with Craig Bull leaving and so on and so forth. So we'll talk all about that. He had to went in, redshirted, then didn't play last year. Uh, that's uh, sometimes the legion of the collection collegiate coaches.
4: Yeah, it's kind of an interesting deal when you look at what, all the things you just talked about. First of all, you talked about UConn being number one and what they're doing with the, the Creighton game. What a huge matchup that is! You've got two teams that made it to the Final Four last year competing again. Um, Nebraska's got a big game with Rutgers, but you know you, 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 all the things you've just talked about. With you talking about Ty Wessel, played at Pleasant and eight-man football, went on and took a shot, went to Wyoming, and and and, and gets, gets to gets to play some, gets to be part of the game a little bit. So a lot of things. Going on, Doug, and, and uh kind of an interesting deal, and it's gonna be interesting what we got to do with the swimming program here at UNK too.
3: Yeah, we, we got the new D one baseball came out with their poll yesterday. Okay. So that's always always fun when you go, Oh yeah, I know we gotta talk about this, but it, no, it's not that time and you look outside and you go, We're not talking baseball and softball yeah. yet,
4: but we are. We are, and we'll look at the poll a little we, bit later you on. You definitely can see why North Dakota has a disadvantage against, against Dallas Baptist when it comes to baseball when they start playing in February. You know, be, hey, how would you guys do? Oh, we went outside, we hit ground balls. Hey, what would you do? We were indoors at our indoor facility, and all we couldn't hit fly balls because the bar ceiling is only 22 feet high.
3: I actually went to the Carney High baseball schedule today to coincide to see if they were going to. Actually, I'll tell you, I was going to see if they were playing during the NCAA men's basketball tournament because Omaha is hosting the first two rounds again this year, and they play in Lincoln that weekend. But they don't have home games around here, so I was looking that up, and I think their first game is March 14th,
4: supposedly. Is that a Thursday? Unbelievably, yeah.
3: Supposedly, the spring season opens that day. Yeah, I was. Hard to believe that when you're looking out here and going, "That's two months from today." But then again, hey, what's two months from March? March 14th. It's May and it's supposed to be warm.
4: Yeah, I, I remember scheduling. I talked to some guys and it was like negative 17. And when you start asking people, hey, you want to umpire baseball March 15th? They're not as gung ho as they were if it was a nice day outside. They're kind of thinking, hmm. Can you put me down for the May 1st game? You know, I don't know how bad I want to work on in March.
3: And we were talking uh, the last couple of days, coldest sporting event you ever attended we got some or participated in. So uh, thanks to everybody that fired off a, f- a few of those because uh, we looked at those. And I don't think it's ever really cold when you're swimming, although I've heard about getting up and going to the five thirty or 6 a.m. practices when you bundle up and then shed all the clothes when you get to the pool or the I, locker room.
4: I had a water safeties instructor class when I would have been about 20 years old, right after I student taught. Joanne Bailey was the instructor. Um, we had class from like seven to noon. I about drowned like three or four times there. It was absolutely. I was the worst person in the class, by far the worst swimmer in the whole class. There were like seventeen girls in that class, all from the UNK swim team that we just, just swim circles over. You know, I didn't even look today. <clears throat> okay, it's warmed up a little bit. Okay, shorts or pants for you today?
3: Shorts. Okay, that's how you can tell that it's livable. And and then you've got Peter over here, Sid, who is. Got everything. I think he's wearing the Green Bay Packers stocking cap just to taunt me a little bit. But uh, that's okay. That's okay. The Pack uh, are going to get theirs in San Francisco on Saturday night. It's the right time to talk about UNK Athletics with our Loper link brought to you by Detterdings in Kearney in Grand Island. You can see Detterdings at either place. They've been out at the home show. They're going to be at a couple of different places here this time of the year. You can go to Detterdings.com. And when we're thinking about spas and hot tubs and things that can warm you up, man... Also, think about what you want outside when spring rolls around because they've got some great lawn furniture and a whole lot more stoves. So much, Detterdings.com. Check them out, Carney Grand Island. And as we said, Detterdings.com. And we welcome into the Doug and Daddy show for the first time the new uh, head swimming and diving coach at UNK, Kyle Trelka, and coach. Thanks for coming in. Doug Duda, Jim Langan, great to meet you. Thanks for coming in.
2: My pleasure. Thanks for having me on.
3: Well, I I smiled because in the bio it had talked about what he had done when you were introduced before you ever moved up here. But uh, you, you were properly prepared to be up here for this kind of weather because you had a stint in Sydney. Cabela's met your wife there, all kinds of kind of cool stuff. So you know what this is all about.
2: Yeah, we were prepared. We came with all our winter clothing, hung on to it while we were down in Florida. But I will say hitting these negative numbers, especially in the morning. It's been tough to shovel.
3: It has been one of the things we talk about all the time here when it comes to the North or the Midwest or everything else that's going on, recruiting to this type of weather. Uh, you It's a lot easier to recruit to Florida and California, but also you're looking kind of at different athletes. What have you already seen about recruiting to this program that actually took a step under Becky and got a lot more kids out than we had seen with the the previous years,
2: Yeah, I was very blessed to be able to come in here and have 30 girls on the team. So it's nice to have a full squad, a full roster. We've got some girls who aren't super experienced. We've got some girls who are very experienced coming out of their high school club teams. But from what I've seen in the few days that we've had practices, my goal has been to make it hard to test their mental. And I'll tell you that the 20 some girls that have been training day in and day out, they're ready. They want more. They're hungry. So it's great what's been done in the past and uh, starting a new chapter here in the future. I've honestly been a little bit surprised how well the recruiting has gone even though i'm stepping in now we're a little bit behind on our fall of 2024 class but almost daily i'm receiving recruiting questionnaires and in the swimming world you got gals who want to work hard d2 programs are a bit tough to find especially here in the midwest and so we've got good facilities it's a great d2 campus they want some big level experience But a small enough campus where most people know you, it's not a hard sell. So I've had a really good time so far recruiting 2024 and have had a lot of juniors in high school in 2025 who could come in and potentially qualify for A finals even coming up at the RMAC. So it's good.
4: Kyle, you know, when you know, a track coach comes in and he's going to be a head coach, he might be really good and, like, he was a shot putter. There's uh, going to be really strong in the weights, but, you know, he still not understands that he's got to get some hurdlers and some pole ballers. Is your strength with the swimming or the diving, and what would be your area where you feel like your expertise is at and some areas where you might have some assistants coming in and helping?
2: Yeah, um, my my forte was sprint freestyle and then backstroke and then I also did IM so I had a grasp on all the strokes throughout college Um, post-college I did train trying to make Olympic trials in 2016 just fell short and then in 2020 I was training again but COVID hit I had become a father throughout that time so when COVID hit and delayed it I decided to stop training but for that 2020 Olympic trials stint I was training breaststroke which had been my worst stroke so that gave me a lot of versatility and being able to learn all the strokes and then have a good understanding and teach the strokes just because i know the feeling and then could make up my own drills about that too um coaching obviously watching kids day in and day out you just find a lot of differences in their personalities what they understand if they're visual um, if their motor skills whatever they need to learn which was good for me to experience and know um and then As far as distances go, I love training sprint because it is a lot more fine-tuned. And I really think a lot of the country with club swimming, we're probably 30 30 years behind training than we are in track and field. And so I had the opportunity in Florida to be a track coach as well and do a lot of research on the national level teams and how they train. And so I feel like that gives me a big advantage in my swim coaching, especially for the sprint end of things, because traditionally it's yardage, yardage, yardage. It's not necessarily what a fast-twitch muscle person needs. Um, Now we do have our distance kids on the team, and we have some very good distance swimmers now. We have some very good distance recruits who are interested in the program. And so throughout the years I've had distance swimmers, uh, recognize the type of yardage they need but with that comes a lot of prehab training in the shoulders, making sure the shoulders are staying healthy when you're taking thousands of strokes and rotations per day. So That's something we're going to c- pursue right away. We've already started doing that the last couple weeks I've been here but we'll really maintain that throughout the rest of the season and then make sure the weight room, they're getting what they need in the shoulders as well to stay strong and healthy. Doug and I were on the committee to see if you'd be hired or not. We just <laughs> hired you. We've just
4: decided you know more, so much more about swimming than we would even dreamt or thought would be possible. Okay. To... Oh, Okay, this is it. Just cancel the other three interviews. But yeah, though, though, though that is interesting what you said about the the the, the quickness of the, the some of the shorter events because the way swimming scores is so much different. You know, with your relays and et cetera, there's some things you got to do and you got to look at points and how the how the races are scored and the events are scored too. Kyle
3: Trelka is joining us here on the Doug and Daddy Show. He's the new head swimming and diving coach at UNK. Just came in in January, so technically mid-season but there's not much of the season left and we'll, we'll get to that but I can read your resume Kyle but uh let's let's discuss that a little bit for the folks that haven't met you yet uh, we've talked about uh having a collegiate career you grew up at Wisconsin Milwaukee you know what a little bit of this weather is all about uh give the folks uh, that haven't met you yet a chance to know you a little bit uh where'd you grow up how'd you end up at Milwaukee how'd you end up in Sydney how'd you end up in Florida just kind of take us through that a little bit
2: Right, life story. Um, So I was actually born in Colorado. My folks had moved out there. And when I was two, they moved back to Wisconsin to be closer to my grandparents. And so I grew up in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin, graduated from Sturgeon Bay High School, and then um, took a few trips around the country and ended up loving Milwaukee. So swam there for my four years um there i was able to get a five-year tuition scholarship that's how they rolled out the scholarships and so i was actually able to go study abroad in korea Mm. following my eligibility for ncaa and it was pretty much paid for due to the athletic scholarship so that was a great experience Um, graduated in december of 2012 from college it was a tough time in the economy and so i had a really good gpa but because of swimming hadn't done internships or built business connections and Um, applied for a lot of things, ended up just moving to Sydney because I was like, I want to work for Cabela's. As soon as they found out I was in town, they were like, all right, come on in. We'll do an interview, and we'll get you somewhere set up. Um, So spent two years there, met my wife while I was out there, and uh, worked the corporate world, obviously working for Cabela's. It was wonderful, publicly traded at the time, but saw that I wanted to do something more active, and I wanted to do something with swimming and coaching. And so my wife said, great, I'm down for moving somewhere warm. So we moved down there. Spent nine years in Florida, uh, did foster care the last four years, and so right before we moved here, um, we adopted all four kids, and so we were able to bring them up here with us. So it worked out pretty neat.
3: You can check the picture out on lopers.com under uh, Coach Trelk out there. So you've got got some challenges, uh, and you're not afraid of a challenge when you do something like that. Anytime I talk to anybody that is fostering or in CASA around here or uh, is just... A permanent uh, or adopt somebody uh, like that. Uh, it's amazing to hear because everybody's story is a little bit different, but it all has kind of one meaning out there. Why unk? What what made coming back to Nebraska attractive to you to take this job?
2: Um, the process of me just looking and applying really came to my wife we've been down in Florida and I've been pursuing this coaching career and in the last few years it had become full time and making enough money for us to support the family up until that point my wife had been a teacher and I was the one that really wanted to do foster care and she said yes after a while and then we ended up with four kids and so she ended up being a stay-at-home mom with them while I was working a lot of hours which I was very content I loved but I wanted to show her by looking at this position and applying for the position that I care and I love for for her. You know, it's one thing to say. It's another thing to act upon it. So I wanted to act upon it. And lo and behold, just a blessing. It worked out. Um, we were able to move back, and she's thrilled. She's got some friends in town, and we're only three hours away from her in-laws. And if you go east, where my, my folks now live in Iowa. So... It kind of worked out well. You know, you want the grandkids involved with your kids. I was looking to make the next step in my career. And so to be able to jump into an NCAA Division II program was a great stepping stone for me. And I think these first couple weeks, um, I made it a point to have one-to-one meetings with every swimmer on the team. And so we've been doing those the last few days. And I think it's just a great situation for me. And I think it's a great situation for the team as well. And so I think there's a lot of success that's going to come rather quickly with the program.
4: Coach, in the United States and, Ed, our women's volleyball is probably the 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 best level when you look around here the university of nebraska is very competitive unk is good hastings college has been good creighton's good i mean omaha there's been so many schools that have had success in that but no one's really had a a tremendous amount of success in swimming do you is it do
2: you have a, a rationale of why that might be um a lot of it's just awareness um You know, volleyball, and I know I'm from the Midwest, so obviously wrestling's big, um, volleyball's big. Swimming, a lot of it comes down to facilities. It's harder to find a proper facility that's going to allow you to train year-round. We have our seasonal pools, but it's not like in Florida where many high schools have a pool, and it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. It's sunny. You can get in the water. Here, you've got to either work with the school or you've got to work with the Y. So it just makes it a little bit more difficult to do that. Um, Obviously, water safety is a big issue, um, even down in Florida, but kids should all learn how to swim so they're at least competent if they fall in they can get out right but I think a lot of times there's been in the U.S. A kind of a disconnect between your swim lessons and then your year-round swimming, what I like to call type A swimmers and type B swimmers. Okay, Type A swimmers are the kids that are all in. They push all the ch- poker chips in the middle, right? This is what I do. I eat, I sleep, I swim, uh-huh. and that's kind of their life. But they have big goals of making nationals or Olympic trials. And then you've got type B swimmers who are the ones who do it for fun, but they're involved in soccer. They're involved in student government. I think a lot uh, Gary Hall Sr., who's an Olympic swimmer and now runs a swim training program down in Florida, he wrote a great paper in the late 90s, I want to say, and he talked about those type B swimmers a lot of times on swim teams they're neglected because you're expected to be here five mornings a week. You're expected to be here five nights a week. You're expected to be at a swimming all weekend. And the type B swimmers who want to do other things, it doesn't allow time for other things. And so if you can't hack that, a lot of times you don't get the attention from coach or you just don't have the time to put into that training. So finding ways to adapt and adjust and, make sure you're giving enough time for those type a swimmers but understanding the type b swimmers too where they're at in life what their goals are because there's a lot of type b swimmers who are very athletic and they're very talented and they could do well in swimming they've just never given it a shot because the sport is so demanding if that makes sense sure that and
3: does kyle trelk uh, with us here on the doug and daddy show uh, talking about uh, unk you've already kind of addressed you liked what you see out there the weird thing to me and i guess uh there's only one, well, two, but one meet left on the schedule, and if you do well there, then we can move on, move on to nationals. But So you're coming in, and we don't have anything until middle of February, and that could be the end of the season. It's really not that long of a competitive season. Address that for the folks that probably have no idea, because when we talk the the crossover sports, Wrestling, outdoor to indoor, indoor track to outdoor track, even indoor track flipping over to the Christmas break and all the sports that do that. There's usually quite a bit of competition uh, when we get to this time of the year. That's not the case for the swim team.
2: Yeah. And so um, I haven't had the chance. I've, obviously, I can look up times, I can see where everybody's at, but really watching them race and watching them swim. Is something I need to do as a coach. So this morning we had practice at 5.15, and we did a set where it was getting up off the blocks and sprinting. We were able to do it in five heats, so the girls had between eight and ten minutes rest bef- between each of their races. But doing sets like that, we'll do that likely once a week. That will give me opportunities to see where their racing strategies are, where their breathing patterns are, where the stroke flaws are, that we can work in um, to talk about and work on. So uh, it is a little bit odd, but it gives us an opportunity as well to have a really – Solid training block. Like last week, they got here Friday. We did a hard sprint set. Saturday, we sw- turned around and did a slow 10,000 yard set, which is about 5.6 miles of swimming, hmm. and that took us just about three hours of almost continuous swimming to complete. Um, so we're on a great track, and I'm really, I, I'm really passionate about looking at the season as a macro cycle and so going through the ups of intensity and the downs in recovery and the ups higher in intensity and down in recovery and getting everybody to peak at that conference point so come february 12th when we start our conference meet my plan and my goal is to have all the girls ready to do their fastest times and be prepared mentally as well to get up and race a great race
3: and and kind of remember folks i mean we had this long christmas break here this, we're, we don't even go back to school till Monday, and so you're just and you didn't get here till the first of the month, so you're just getting a chance to even get acquainted with these girls. So it's really um, some work I'm sure you did ahead of time before you came up. But to see what these these kids are doing, you mentioned facilities. What overall have you seen here at Carney facilities, kids, community uh, that can make uh, you and the UNK swim and diving team uh, competitive and, and and good and better in the future?
2: Yeah, and uh, part of the reason for moving back to Midwest with our young ones was we felt like we love Florida, but there's a certain family value in the Midwest that we see, and so we came here with that in mind, and this would be a great community to raise our kids in. So I'm planning to be here for quite a while. Lord willing, I will be, and we'll do a great job. Um, But I think I see that, you know, in the community um, around us from what we've seen, it's Not a huge community, so a lot of people know each other. My wife loves it because we still have Target and uh, (laughs) the other stores that are necessary for her to thrive, right? Um, But I see that on the swim team, too. Like, these are gals. They've come out of high school. They've been on the swim team, have had ups and downs of just normal life, being in college, doing laundry for the first time, you know, cell phone bills, taxes, whatever they're having to do. But automatically, when you join uh, a sports team, it gives you a group of people – that are going to be some of your best friends because you're going through new life experiences and new life challenges together. And so um, the girls that are on the team currently, they're very resilient. And I think that's going to be built in to the classes incoming. You know, when we have recruits in, we had one last weekend, and that was immediately she saw like this is a family, this is a sisterhood, we take care of each other on this team. Our duty is to swim, we're going to do a great job at it, we're going to enjoy it. but it's so much more life lessons that they get here in building their character that hopefully, and swimmers make great, great employees because they show up on time, they work as hard as anybody else can because that's what they're trained to do in the swimming world.
4: Yeah, I, when I was in college, they talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, teachers and the work ethic, and they said... uh a place to recruit is South Dakota and Nebraska because of the work ethic that people have uh, compared to the other 50 states. Those people, like you said, they show up on time, they come to work, they don't call in sick, you know, just those small things there, you would think, you know, well, doesn't everybody do that? Well, you don't realize that when you're from Nebraska and South Dakota because, yes, everybody handles it that way, but in other states it's not quite like that.
3: What about what you saw? I mean, the brand-new pool at Kearney High uh, in, in what you Oh, yeah, it's beautiful.
2: There. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um And there's not much around. You know, you have to go two hours east to find another pool that's of that level. Um, You've got to go almost to Denver to find another pool that's at that level. And we've actually been able to partner with the Y as well for a few of our practices in the morning. So it's given us a lot of great pool time at beautiful pools that are open consistently. Um, They're taken care of well, so all the chemicals are good. So I'm able to set a workout schedule. Uh, And we're able to do it. And in Florida, we had to contend with lightning all summer long. (laughs) Obviously, that's not as much of an issue here with the lightning, but then we're also indoors. So it's very exciting for the consistency we'll be able to provide.
3: Alright Kyle, well uh, we hope to have a chance to chat with you more and uh, great to meet you and fired up uh, to, I, I liked where the team had kind of been growing here over the last couple of coaches and just trying to have more than 8 or 10 athletes out there for swimming and diving and and now uh, it looks like uh, we, can, we can do some things here and be competitive and talk about some athletes. We just recently had one of the gals go into the UNK Hall of Fame and that's just something we haven't talked about in swimming and diving because it hasn't been at that point. So uh, we wish you and the Gang, the best of luck, and uh, again, thanks for coming in.
2: Thanks for having me,
3: Peter. Is there anything you want to add since you came in here today? We got wrestling with the Eunice Hospitality Open. We got basketball off until Fort Hayes State this Saturday, and the Hayes women are nationally ranked. What else we got? Indoor track. Track,
1: track, track will compete Saturday. At Northwest.
3: That's right, Saturday at Northwest. So we got all that. Okay. Yeah, everything got wiped out, it seemed like, except basketball. Basketball uh, did play, and uh, we're going to be getting, pretty soon, we're going to be talking about spring football. That's what we're going to be talking about, but uh, recruiting in the second uh, day coming in. And again, our Loper Lake brought to you by Detterdings in Kearney in Grand Island. Uh, Lopers did have a rough week on the basketball p- court last week, uh, both the men and women uh, dropping their contests. And as we said, uh, wrestling had their duel with Newman. That was postponed. If we rescheduled it?
4: Uh, next Sunday. Uh, tentatively uh, January 28th
3: looking for January 28th on a Sunday so something to keep in mind for the reschedule of the Newman bit Uh, brought to you by Deternings coming up we're going to get into the basketball talk and stay with us here on the Doug and Daddy show
5: Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back into the game of life with several locations in Kearney and surrounding areas
0: The year was 1979. Rocky Balboa was champ. Rocky Geyser was embarking on a real estate career. Balboa's next fight was Clutter Lane. Rocky Geyser's was 20% interest rates. Through all of his battles, inflation, recession, regulations,
1: Rocky Geyser has always answered the bell. For 40 years, I've been in the ring with my clients sweating the details. Call Rocky Geyser of REMAX Executives today. Or log on to OneRocky.com. Put Rocky in your corner.
5: Today's weather is brought to you by Farm Bureau agents Matt Myers and Rich Peters. When it comes to protecting your family, home, cars, and farmer ranch, you can count on your local agents to help you get the coverage you need. Contact Matt Myers and Rich Peters in Kearney today. Securities and services offered through Epile Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services. It's been years since you graduated, but your college team is yours for life. You can also have a Farm Bureau agent for life, and auto, and home, and business insurance. Imagine that! One agent for everything. It's that simple. So get a Farm Bureau agent for life. In Carney, call Rich Peters and Matt Myers at Farm Bureau Financial Services, 308 234 4922. Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company, Farm Bureau Property and Casualty Insurance Company. Securities and services offered through FBL Marketing Services, LLC, affiliate Farm Bureau Financial Services.
3: Megan Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri-Cities, getting ready for lunch. The Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill, the place to be. You know your lunch is good when it ends up like on social media, Jimmy. And I saw pictures on Snapchat of the uh, pot roast hot beef sandwiches with the Texas toast and the mashed potatoes and the gravy everywhere. And that is the special special going on right now at your Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill. But every day they have lunch specials for you, even Saturday and Sunday. And so on this Wednesday... What do they bring you? The turkey BLT, and then Wednesday night it's Gourmet Burger Night: Bacon Blue, South of the Border, Mushroom Burger, Cuban Burger, Ragin' Cajun, all kinds of great burgers for a special price. Get an ice cold draft, fries, and a whole lot more. It's every Wednesday at the Carney Chicken Coop Sports Bar and Grill—the best of both worlds in downtown Carney. All right, Jimmy, coming up this Saturday. Now I know we got Husker basketball tonight, but. It is going to be Alumni Weekend. We talked about this earlier when all the news came out that Danny Knee was going to be back and they're going to honor the 1994 Big 8, uh, 1994 Big Eight Tournament champions. Oh, the good old days. Danny Knee, Nebraska, made it to four consecutive NCAA tournaments, Jimmy. Right now they are listed by Joe Lenardi as one of the last four buys. So they're about six away from being out. He has Gonzaga as the first team out. He says since he's been doing bracketology, for 22 years, he's never done one where Gonzaga wasn't in the field. He says this is the first time in 22 years. Can isn't that you something?
4: That? That, isn't, that, is, uh, th- that is probably the most amazing thing when you actually think about it. But they did they get hit hard by graduation. But usually those schools, they get hard by graduations. The Dukes, the North Carolinas, they just reload. And so that's kind of a, 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 an, an interesting deal, right?
3: That, that could be our poll question today. Will Gonzaga be in the men's tournament? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say it yes. might even win the
4: conference tournament. Yes, you know,
3: because look at look at the conference they're in. They're not playing top twenty five competition every night. You yeah. know, I, I think it's a little bit different. But anyway, getting back, Nebraska men will host its annual alumni weekend this Saturday. Northwestern comes in. It's a one fifteen tip. I've got a pair of tickets to this Nebraska-Northwestern game on Saturday. And if you're going stir-crazy, this is your chance to get a pair of tickets. And I'm, we're not giving away this second, but remember the number, 888-455-ESPN, 888-455-3776. That is the Billy Jacks fan line. We're going to give you a chance to win these tickets. They are saying that nearly 70 former players, coaches, and staff members are expected to be on hand the largest alumni weekend since it began 10 years ago. And not only Danny Knee there, Eric Pietkowski will be there. He was the MVP of the Big 8 tournament when Nebraska beat Oklahoma, Missouri, and Oklahoma State to uh, win that tournament. They finished 22nd that season. Knee, of course, the winningest Coach in Nebraska basketball history, and then after uh, he was dismissed from here, uh, they finished uh, on with 461 wins. He went to Ohio, Robert Morris, Duquesne, the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. So, uh, just letting you know, you're going to have a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see Nebraska Northwestern and take in all the celebration of the pomp and circumstance coming up on Saturday.
4: Unbelievable! I, uh, uh, I, I real quick. Um, when, when you think, uh, I don't know. I've I, I kind of lost my train of thought there about that. But tell. just, I can but, tell but, you, but you know, uh, no. But you look at like um, uh, some of the programs and and winning the big, just winning the Big Eight or winning the Big Twelve, and and how competitive Nebraska had had been, and, and it was kind of in a uh, in a chance. Always made the Final Four, and what Danny Nee did, what Mo Iba did, what Joe Cipriano did, what some of the coaches actually did. We look back now, and we talk about, oh my God, Frank Solage, man, what we did to Frank Solage and Bo Pelini wasn't first. Some of these guys really made us competitive and did a pretty good job, winning a lot of basketball games uh, at, at that level. You're, what what do, you, do you feel that way a little bit, or do you think that Bo Pelini and Frank Solage are entirely a different every deal?
3: coach that there ever was? I, I mean, <laughs> it's amazing to me. You, you've kind of opened up a little wound too here because the way that they're treating Jeff Tomlin. In, in, uh, or not Jeff Tomlin, Mike Tomlin, not Grand Islands, Jeff Tomlin, no, Mike, Mike Tomlin with the Steelers, and Mike McCarthy and, in Sirianni at Philadelphia. I'm, oh my God, the world's gonna end. We didn't win at all. You are gone. We gotta fire the coach. We gotta fire the coach. Hell yes, we did some good things with Bo Pelini and Frank Solich and Mo Iba and you know there's there's coaches that I've said weren't hires from the day that weren't good hires from the day they were hired and have been pretty right on all of them. But that doesn't mean Barry Collier wasn't a good person. Right. I mean, it didn't mean that he didn't win basketball games at Nebraska. He just wasn't the savior. He wasn't the kind of person Nebraska probably needed at that time. He was, I guess, as you would say, as Mike Riley was to Bo, Barry Collier was kind of the anti-Danny Knee. You know, when it came to personalities and the way that they did things. And that's just with Nebraska, what you've got going on. And, uh, hard to tell. You could talk all day about coaching changes at a variety of different places and who follows who and who does what. But yeah, I agree with you on that. Everybody, you would, <laughs> I'm not going to say everybody because I can sit here in a couple instances and go, I have no idea what that guy did to benefit program a whether it's the huskers or somebody else and there's definitely a couple that i can think of that were paid by the university of nebraska that i can't think of that did anything positive for the university of nebraska
4: well you look at what ohio state and michigan done in football and how they've dominated it just absolutely even before nebraska got in well norm stewart was at missouri and he had some really good programs at kansas state Um, was winning what do you think kansas lost very often I mean, uh, Oklahoma, with the success that they've had, uh, Mo Iba's dad coached at Oklahoma State and Oklahoma A&M before it was that. That conference was really loaded. Nebraska was really going to be towards the bottom most of the time, but hey, Joe Cipriano one year won the Big 8 tournament. They used to play that in December. They didn't play it later. They played it in December, the Big 8 tournament. Before the season started, you had a Big 8 tournament, and they won it one year like in 66, and and then, uh, like you said, Danny wins the, the whole thing, and we're a three-seed in an NCAA tournament, you know, I mean, we, we had some really good moments there. And uh, so it's, it's nice to honor some of these uh, well-deserving players and, and, and the history of Nebraska basketball. Again, uh, Hastings basketball will be on KHAS
3: tonight, so no Husker basketball. The men game will be on the Big Ten Network at 6, and the women tip at 7, and Creighton is at 6 on Fox Sports 1. Okay, I'm going to ask you a couple trivia questions. All right, see, fire see, away. If, see how you do here. This is with Creighton. Creighton has played the number one men's basketball team in the country five times. Five times. Can you name any of those teams? Any of the opponent? Any of the teams
4: that would have been number one when Creighton played them? Um, I'm going to try Wichita State. No. Unbelievable that I'd miss that. I mean, you think about it, They were in the conference, Missouri Valley, a lot know. of people. wouldn't even. And Wichita State was undefeated at one time. They were undefeated, and that wasn't one of the teams. Was that Would you think? That was a fair guess? Yeah. Being in the Missouri Valley yeah. Conference? Yeah. All right. Is it another Missouri Valley team like a Bradley or somebody like that? No. Okay. All right, I'm going to say um, UConn's won. They had to play UConn when they were no, right nope. um, No Not, way. Till Isn't Not till tonight. In that Not till tonight. Kansas, they
3: ever uh, played Kansas? Uh, the right I'll, number I'll, I'll, I'll try and give you a clue here. They in- only played the number one team in the country one time before joining the Big East. One time before joining the Big East. And ironically, that team is in the Big East. All so right. the answer is Marquette. Nope. <laughs> All right, who is it? God, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I know. I got one of them right away. I mean, I would have got one of them right away. Villanova. Okay. With with uh, with what they were able to do, they played them in 16 and 18 when they were ranked number one. Then they played Gonzaga twice, and one of those was in the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16 uh, back in 2021. So uh, that they lost to Gonzaga twice, ironically, the first time that they ever played a number one team. Back in 1980, that had to be Tony Barone days, maybe even before Baroni, DePaul. Okay. Ray Meyer, DePaul, undefeated DePaul, all those teams, sure. they were number one. And then Greg McDermott is also 0-6, uh, taking on teams that were ranked. So he's lost those four. He was
4: at Iowa State and probably took on Kansas when they yep. were undefeated, yep. right?
3: Yep. yep. Uh, and Texas. Okay. Texas and Kansas uh, were well, they the a, other team. They're
4: only a six and a half point underdog. I mean, that's I mean six and a half points when you're the number one right team and you're at home. I've watched Creighton as much as I can, and I think they're
3: frustrated that they're not better. Sure. And two things I'll say here, and it's weird because as soon as I think it, then all of a sudden there's a play. But to me, <clears throat> Ryan Kalkbrenner at seven one has to be better. It has to be better. Uh, I mean he every player should yep. be taking a jump mm-hmm. the next year. And it to me it I don't see it. And they shoot so many threes. If they're on, they're gonna bury you and if they're off, they don't know how to beat you. And I'm sure that's not, that, that's not exactly true. I'm sure Coach McDermott would explain, what do we do when we're not making threes to try to win a basketball game? But boy, they they seem to be pretty reliant on those two things.
4: Now, Creighton, when their point guard left, he penetrated very well and made it really difficult on the defense. And when he did that sometimes he would just throw the ball up into the air and guess who would grab it at seven foot one from one foot away from the basket and slam it in the basket every single time. He misses his point guard. The, the, that his, his offensive production was by guys penetrating. He wasn't really great at getting the ball, spinning around and doing a sky hook from five feet away like a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was or a Lew Alcindor type guy or Bill Walton getting his own shot. Will Chamberlain being able to score on his own. He needs somebody to penetrate and help him get open, and he's way better that direction. He hasn't shot his free throws as well either. We have another Nebraskan who has been named one of the
3: Oscar Robinson National Basketball Players of the Week, Frankie Fiddler, who plays for the Omaha Mavericks. They had two wins last week, Jimmy. And uh, let me just read that Fiddler, in those two games, averaged 31.5 points, 9.5 rebounds, and 4 assists. At the free throw line, he was 26 for 29. He leads the league in free throw percentage at 87.5%. He's actually from Omaha. Scored 29 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists in the win over North Dakota. And then uh, he made 18 free throws. In their overtime win against North Dakota State, that's the second most by any Division I player this year. He had 34 points and 12 rebounds in that contest. So uh, Omaha had a pretty good week because of Fiddler. Uh, We've got more basketball I want to talk about on the high school level. More conference brackets coming out today. Uh, The Southwest Conference Tournament will get underway next week. The bunny bracket or play-in games are on Monday. For the girls, Minden, these games will be on Tuesday. Minden will host the Cozad Valentine winner also on their half. Ainsworth is at Ogallala on the other half of the bracket. McCook is at Gothenburg, and Holdridge is at Broken Bow. Boy, Holdridge girls are pretty good, and they are the sixth seed. The Minden boys are pretty good, and they're the seventh seed. You don't usually see winning records that far down.
4: No, not uh, be
3: six, seven, eight, nine type seeds. And think about that: Minden, Gothenburg, Broken Bow girls all rated this year. The uh, semifinals and finals for the Southwest Conference are out at Mid Plains in North Platte for the boys on Tuesday night. Ogallala, the top seed. They'll play either Valentine or Broken Bow. Ainsworth, the four seed, will host Holdridge. Gothenburg hosting McCook and Minden will have to go to Kozad, who fell to Amherst last night in another close basketball game. Yes. Then you take a look at the Central Conference. This gets underway. Their play in games are Monday. Okay, once again, your thoughts on this? This probably came up before. So the play in games on Monday Lexington girls are the nine seed, and Skyler is the eight. It's a flip flop for the boys. The Skyler is nine, Lexington eight. Don't you play it at one site, Jimmy? Yeah, and I don't. there's nothing here that indicates. The only thing that indicates that it won't be that way is that they're both playing at five thirty.
4: Yeah, they're not. As playing. an administrator, no. Yeah, I don't know. Last year, Skyler had to go to Lexington in both. Skyler was the uh, no, yeah. no. That yeah, um, that might be incorrect. I think it was. I think Skyler was the ninth seed in both, and Lex was the so Lexington hosted both. The year before, Lex had hosted both. They were the eighth seed, and they played. Um, the Seward girls, I believe, who ended up Adam Central, beat Adam Central. Remember that? And a yep. huge upset. The, yep. They were the ninth seed and ended up beating eight and one, yep. you know, going through. Um, I, I don't know. You'd have to visit with that. But here's the problem, is the boys earned the home court. If I'm that boys' basketball coach at any, either one yeah. of those schools, okay. and I deserve the home court, I want the home court. I'm not getting getting the bus and go. I want to. I want to win and, and win another game. So we'll
3: wave as the buses meet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right, on the boys' side, Crete the number one seed. York is the four. They'll host Lakeview. Aurora the three will host Seward. Adams Central the two will host Grand Island Northwest. Those games Tuesday. Then on the girls' side on Tuesday, Adams Central the number one seed, the defending champ. Uh, they'll host the Skylar Lex winner. Aurora the four seed will host Crete Northwest the three seed will host York and Seward the two seed will take on Lakeview and Chip Boss said to tell you hi. Okay,
4: good deal. Chip that, that, last night yeah.
3: in St. Paul uh, in the St. Paul-Minden doubleheader. Uh, it didn't go his way. Minden won the boys game by two points but had a couple of good ones last night. Carney swept Lincoln East. Kearney Catholic lost a couple of close ones to Holdridge. Uh, Aurora won two close ones over Hastings. Adam Central swept Ord. St. Cecilia swept Superior. It was Arcadia Loop City beating uh, South Loop in overtime in the uh, boys game, and they also won the girls game. Other sweep winners: Shelton, Silver Lake, uh, SEM, Sutton. Two tight ones over Ravenna. So had some good games again last night.
4: And you were talking about Holdridge quietly. Um um, girls team having a, a decent record, and 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 their boys in the boys etc. Aurora's girls are I think seven and six, and the Aurora boys are now eight and four after starting off uh, not with a very, very slowly. So those two teams have really gotten hot lately, and uh, are being very competitive right now, and they're they're in the top twenty in the in class C one anyway when it comes to wild card points, when they were down there in, in the bottom earlier in the season. We're going to take a break here on the Doug and Daddy Show. Coming up towards the end of the program, Pleasanton grad
3: and now with the Wyoming Cowboys, Tice Westland is going to join us. We've got your chance to win a pair of tickets to Nebraska and Northwestern coming up on a Saturday afternoon, and we're going to give those away on the show Today, so keep listening. The January chill is on at Jacobi Carpet One floor at home. Just as the temperatures have been
1: dropping, so have the prices on in-stock flooring of all kinds. Thinking hardwood in your home, save up to 70% and select styles. Intrigued by great looks and luxury vinyl tile? Enjoy up to 40% savings. And speaking of chill, looking for new carpet and to warm up your floor, take fifty percent off the regular price of all carpet roll We can even bind your carpet to be an area rug at the Jacobi Carpet One January Chill Flooring Sale. Down Hastings and Kearney
5: at Johnson landscape we don't just see landscapes we see dreamscapes sprinklers with precision plants with purpose outdoor living for new beginnings for over 25 years this has been our passion with unmatched quality precision and expertise at Johnson landscape every project is like our own and every customer like family Build your dreamscape today with Johnson Landscape.
1: I really wish we had somebody to play basketball with. Well, you do now because Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Tournament is back in Hastings. Five-on-five action, March 15th to 17th. Men's and women's divisions with a four-game guarantee. Register now at HastingsYMCA.net slash Whoopers dash Hoopers. Save $25 if registered by February 1st. Deadline March 1st. Join the Whoopers and Hoopers Basketball Bash in Hastings and win big. Brought to you in part by ESPN Tri-Cities, News Channel Nebraska, and KHAS Radio
3: escape ordinary by heading to cunningham's downtown or cunningham's on the lake in carney you'll enjoy the coldest draft beer in town happy hour specials and great food an outstanding place to relax with friends after work on the weekends or any anytime to escape everything plus you can dance and listen to their live bands every weekend at the downtown location it's a great time every time when you escape ordinary at cunningham's journal on the bricks and cunningham's on the lake carney
0: The University of Nebraska, located at the U.S. Meat Animal Research Center, four miles west of Clay Center, Nebraska, has permanent openings starting at $18 per hour and higher pay with experience. Positions include custodial two position, farm hand, and cattle ranch hand. Excellent benefits with all permanent positions include medical, dental, vision, employer provided life insurance, up to 185 percent matching retirement, 13 paid holidays vacation leave, sick leave, 15 college credit hours per year for employees and dependents, and an on-site fitness center. If you're interested, they are willing to train the right motivated person for all positions. To learn more, apply now at employment.unl.edu and search Clay Center as the keyword. That's employment.unl.edu, keyword Clay Center. Or call Sheila Trampy at the UNL Personnel Office at 402-762-4150.
3: Doug and Daddy show here on ESPN Tri-Cities in the Midway Auto Dealership Broadcast Booth, Midway Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Midway Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. The Midway Collision Center is there if some of this snow and ice was not your friend. Get a hold of Mike and the gang, and they will get you set up. Went through my oil change this morning, got the tires checked up, and we should be ready to go, Jimmy. So, looking forward to that and uh, getting ready for more games later this week. But Midway, the place to be, and thinkmidway.com. Midway, it's a better way, and you can see what they've got going right now with some of the great vehicles on the lot. Don't forget, you can always ask about their preferred pre order program too at Midway and thinkmidway.com. We've bounced around. It would be great to see everybody win tonight, but on the surface, Jimmy, what are the odds? I'm, I'm giving you five. I'm giving you all five games tonight. Creighton is a dog at UConn. Nebraska's at Rutgers. Got to be a dog. Nebraska women are at home. Both teams are 12-5 and five against Michigan. Hastings is taking on Concordia. The Concordia women nationally ranked, so the Hastings women a dog, and the Hastings men We'll start to find out a little bit about how real that 7-1 conference record is, which is real for Coach Reardon and the boys and Reggie Thomas. But that might be uh, a Concordia team that's really good as well. So I'm giving you those five. How many winners are we talking about tomorrow?
4: Um, hopefully two. If you can get two, that would be amazing. One would be nice. Two would be um, more than I would uh, dreamt or thought would be possible. But I really think that Nebraska women, the Nebraska men, Probably have the best chance. Hastings College men, probably next. Creighton, probably next. And then I'd say the Hastings College women. Um, they could have just taken on a really good basketball yeah. team. and Whether they played them home, way, or outside, it would be hard to win. Give me four. You're going to get four wins? Give me four. I'll tell you I'll what. I'll take the
3: money line on Three and a half.
4: Yeah, you get you get uh, you tell you what you get three money line parlays going. You're going to make some money. You know, I'll tell you that.
3: <laughs> well, what do you think about Nebraska and Rutgers tonight? Rutgers is nine and seven, one and four in the league, but eight and one at home.
4: Yeah, I think Nebraska's got two games they can win at home. Three, uh, they already lost one of the Minnesota, Rutgers, and Michigan were the only three games I thought they would win at home. I mean, on the road, um, th- I thought they could go an opportunity anyway, and then I thought they would might lose one game at home and that was Purdue. So they've already won the Purdue game, and they've already lost the Minnesota game. So now they only have two other games that I think they're 50-50 games. And this is one of them, Doug. I I don't think Rutgers should be more than a five-point favorite over Nebraska today. In fact, um, probably he's going to be less than that. And I don't think that Michigan, when they play at home, unless there's some injuries, that the University of Michigan, and they play them late in March, it's going to be senior day for Michigan. But uh, Michigan hasn't really competed that well this year. But um, I'm sure they're loaded with talent. Uh, but they have a chance to win at Michigan and they have a chance to win tonight. And if they play well and shoot well, they'll beat Rutgers. Nebraska averaging over 80 points a game during
3: the four games that they have played so far this month. Rutgers' defense is second in the Big Ten at allowing just over 64 points per basketball game. And Jimmy, this is a stretch. We talked about the stretch here with three or four road games and the home game against Purdue being really tough at Rutgers. And yes, everybody can beat Nebraska. I'm not saying that. Northwestern at home, Ohio State at home, at Maryland, Wisconsin at home. This should be a positive stretch for Nebraska. This is a stretch Nebraska has to take care of if they want to have a chance at the NCAA tournament. They don't want to be sitting here at the end of the year. But when I look at this, it's kind of weird, and maybe it's just because Nebraska is 13-4. and four. You know, Wisconsin is really good with Chucky Hepburn and has already uh, taken care of Nebraska once at their place. But, you know... Penn State at home, Minnesota at home, Rutgers at home,
4: at Michigan. Those are all winnable.
3: We don't play Purdue. We don't play Iowa again. It just seems like there's some teams on there that there's not a lot of rivalry with, uh, you know, Michigan State's not on there again that uh, that they can avoid.
4: They have the Ohio State at home. Is that correct? So you said is the Ohio State game at home? Well, they got them both, but the next ones, the next ones at
3: home. Yeah, four games. Right, stretch, and, yeah.
4: and 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 that's got to be a split with Ohio State. Um, they've got to split with Ohio State, and then uh, Doug, they've got to find a way to win. Two or three against either winning at Wreckers or winning all those home games, winning both home games. They've got to go at least two and one, or they're going to get out of it. So, but they got to find a way. I'll tell you, what, anybody that goes 10 and eight, 10 and eight in the conference, Doug, might be a four seed. When you're the four seed, guess what that means? You don't have to play in the tournament for a long time. You sit there waiting, and that's great. I mean, you you want to be the 4 you can get there. Especially for a there.
3: program that's used to being on the plane Wednesday night being there Yeah,
4: playing yeah, yeah, the 14 yeah, play yeah. and the 11 games.
3: So, so rough. All right, before we uh, take a break and give away the tickets to Nebraska Northwestern, uh, 888-455-ESPN, 888-455-3776. That's the number you're going to need to know here in just a couple of moments. Jimmy, uh, you... Haven't been back since the two playoff games on Monday. Now we're down to the Elite Eight. What do you think of what's left out there?
4: Well, I think Tampa Bay outplayed Philadelphia. I mean, there was no doubt that Tampa Bay um, was the best team. And Pittsburgh's offense isn't probably good enough. They're probably, of all the teams that got in, their offense isn't that good. So there's a really good chance Kansas City. But I'm still not sold on San Francisco, even though they are going to be a 10-point favorites every game. Doug. So, I mean, you know, we, we won't even know if San Francisco's great um, or not. Now, if they win if they win by three points, we're going to find out. But if they win by 21, then, yeah, they were great. But if they win on a in overtime on a last-second field goal, then, boy, did they get some lucky draws to get there. Now, it'll be interesting how Baltimore and Kansas City decide to, to go after it here. But um, I, I think probably it's going to be Kansas City or um, Baltimore that was going to get to the Super Bowl. Have you looked at the spreads? I no, I haven't. Have. Rob, you Really, no. Give, give me. No, I'm glad I am pretty got to have it. I believe you. No, I looked. At, I looked at the uh, Creighton game. No. Uh, the Creighton game, and I think it was six and a half uh, when I when I just got through looking at. It. Well, no, if you haven't looked, then no, here I, we go. I love playing this game. All right, here we go. Houston at
3: Baltimore. That's the first game Saturday. Nine. Green Bay at San Francisco. That is on Saturday night. Nine. Then on Sunday, the afternoon game is Tampa Bay at Detroit.
4: Mm, that's going to be a little different. That's hard. That's going to be a hard one for me. Um, Seven,
3: and then finally the Chiefs at the Bills on Sunday night, like five thirty.
4: Mm, two or three, but it's going to be two and a half. So i am going to just go two and a half because it's got to be two or three. All right, and, 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 and the home team Buffalo is going to be favored. Okay, how close yeah. was I, ladies I and gentlemen? Seriously. Again,
3: Jimmy had not looked at the lines. No, I have not. 72% on his college picks. He's not always right there on his pro picks, but has done well on the handful that he gave out this year, especially late. Continues to astonish me of why you are here and not where it's much warmer in Vegas right now. Give me the
4: idea. How bad was that off?
3: You picked four games. And I'm just going by what we have here. Because it could be different at a Mm -hmm. different book. Four games. The total number of points when you combined all four of them that you were off is one. Is that right? Which one would I miss? You didn't. You had two halves. The Bills are favored by three. The Lions are favored by six and a half. You said two and a half and seven. Okay. And San Francisco and Baltimore are both favored by nine. I don't know how in the hell anybody pulls nine yeah. out of the air. I never see a nine-point spread anywhere. And Jimmy nails it. He had two of them right on Saturday, and he missed both of them on Sunday by a half. So when you say that, now do you have anybody that you like? Green
4: Bay. Okay. you'll really like Green Bay at plus okay. nine. Absolutely love Green. I, I like Green Bay more than you think. Um, really think that Green Bay at plus nine is a good play. I'm not. You're so sh- going to
3: put ten dollars on the money line, aren't you? Yeah,
4: and I'm not so sure that Kansas City, if they're getting three, that's not a bad idea. Taking them at plus three, they've got a pretty good quarterback.
3: <laughs> oh man. Man, man, again, I'm sitting here in astonishment and amazement. All right, we're going to talk to Ty Swessland here in a moment, but first, here's your chance to go to the Nebraska Northwestern men's basketball game at beautiful Pinnacle Bank Arena Saturday afternoon. Tip-off is at 115. It is alumni weekend. Danny Nee, over 70 former players. The 1994 Big 8 Tournament champion team will be on hand. They finished 22nd in the poll. Here is how you can win the tickets. Call now, 888 888- 455 ESPN, 888 Nebraska won the Big 8 Tournament in 1994. Who did they beat in the finals? Who did Nebraska beat in the finals of the 1994 Big 8 Tournament? <laughs>
1: Imagine a job where your inner child could be released. Franklin County Roads is here to make your inner child's dreams come true. Make a good living maintaining the roads of Franklin County. Come on, what little kid didn't want to drive a real taco machine and play in the dirt all day? To find out how you can help get started living your inner childhood dreams, stop by the roads department at 1215 G Road, Franklin, Nebraska, or call 308-425-3710 from 9 to 4, Monday through Thursday. Don't have a CDL? That's okay. Franklin County will pay for your schooling. Franklin County Roads Department is an equal opportunity employer. A new sauna may just be the ticket for better health this year. Hello, this is Doug Dettering inviting you to see how using a Finlayo sauna can help your body detoxify itself, reduce stress levels, shorten cold and flu viruses, plus much more. We offer state-of-the-art traditional Finleo saunas utilizing steam and aromatherapy oils or Finleo infrared saunas. See us at Dettering stores in Kearney and Grand Island.
0: Choose better things than Detterding's. It's a quality of life.
5: Five Points Bank has been your hometown bank for over 40 years. From personal banking to mortgage, business and more, Five Points continuously finds ways to make your banking experience easy and enjoyable, offering the best of both worlds with kind and welcoming employees in the bank while creating a strong online presence to accommodate your busy lifestyle. Five Points Bank innovative technology adds layers of security while being easily accessible to all age groups. Better choices, better service. Five Points Bank of Grand Island, Kearney, and Hastings.
1: for you. Ralph?
0: Yeah? It's me, Sam, Sam Schnauzer. We went to the same obedience School together.
1: Yeah, yeah, I recognize you. Ralph, you're looking good. Thanks. My human takes me to Puppy Junction for regular grooming. Oh, that's rough. Stuck in a cage all day. Hey, at Puppy Junction, I'm free to play with the other dogs. Then they make me look this good. My human saves so much money, she bought herself a new ball. But she keeps throwing it away, so I keep bringing it back. Man, she's done it
5: again. I gotta go. Puppy Junction between Copperfields and Texas Cafe in downtown Kearney. Call 440
3: Eight, six. Doug and Daddy's show here on ESPN Tri-Cities. Brought to you by our friends at TNL Irrigation with you 12 months throughout the year. They know their way around a field and have crossed it into the corners and even... Through storms, you never know when you're going to get the proper precipitation, and that's why this is an insurance policy you pay for once in cash, in time and time again. Perfect for all irrigators, TNL systems don't require complicated, expensive, and dangerous high-voltage electricity. They're driven continuously forward by hydrostatic drives. So take some uncertainty out of farming with an intuitive hydrostatic-powered TNL system. They're like no other. Ty Yost, Sutton Irrigation in Sutton, or go to TL i r r dot com, and you know very rarely Jimmy do you have to uh, hop in your vehicle and go back to school in
4: Wyoming to avoid the kind of weather we have here in Central Nebraska. Yeah, that's but uh, be a good idea to just get on the interstate when one day when you look at it, and go, Does it doesn't look like it's going to be closed. <laughs> I want to get that in one trip. Right. By the way, I do want to say congratulations
3: to Jackson from Carney. He is the winner of the Nebraska men's basketball tickets. May have another pair tomorrow. But uh, Jackson from Kearney is going, and he knew that Oklahoma State is who the Nebraska men's basketball team beat to win the Big 8 tournament title in 94, and that team will be honored uh, against uh, Northwestern on Saturday in Lincoln. Doug, due to Jim Langan, let's talk a little football. We are pleased to uh, catch up with Tice Westland, who has uh, returned back out to Laramie, where classes are set to get going after having some time at home, and, of course, a beautiful bowl game in Arizona where they got the win. Tice, thanks for giving us some time. Happy New Year. How are you, bud? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see how it's going here. Let's see what we got. How about we try that again? Can you hear us, Tice? Tyce can hear us, and I can't get him on the air. Here we go. He's there somewhere. I'm still working. I'm new at this, Ty Sorry about that. I don't know. we got a technical issue here, Jimmy. I'm going to figure out the technical
4: issue. All right. you, you talk about Craig Bowl and Wyoming football for a second. All right, I will. I'll talk a little bit about Wyoming. Uh, they, they played Texas Tech early and got behind like 14 to nothing, and the defense really uh, made some changes, and Texas Tech couldn't do anything first game of the year and then later on they, they competed fairly well, went down to Air Force and, and had Air Force on the ropes and a guy was about 75 yards for a touchdown or, or Wyoming would have been in a really good bowl game uh, Doug, they would have been uh, playing on uh, not quite on January 1st but they were about one or two games short of that had a pretty good deal and then played Texas and had them, Texas in and uh, Wyoming were in a dogfight after three quarters so uh, that was a pretty good Football game, so well, yeah, well, um, but um, you know, but Wyoming football, uh, I, I like we said, they they've been about five hundred since he left, uh, since Craig Bull left. Um, he was in, in in North Dakota and had a lot of success there, winning a lot of college football championships in that state, and then he went on to Wyoming and, and got Wyoming back to where they were playing five hundred football and et cetera. But Craig Bull has always gone after. Nebraska kids like Frank Solage has. When Frank Solage was at Ohio, he recruited kids out of Kearney, Nebraska. Um, He had – you think about some of the kids that just came from Kearney High School that went on and played at Ohio for Frank Solage. The art boy played for him. Uh, We've had some other kids. The Keller kid went on and played for him. Well, um, Craig Bowles did the same thing. He has his Nebraska ties, and he went on and tried to get a lot of players that would play – for the University of Wyoming that were from Nebraska that maybe the University of Nebraska passed on.
3: All right, let's try it one more time. I know Tice can hear us. Tice, can we hear you? How are you? No. What is going on? What am I missing? What am I missing?
4: You keep talking, Jimmy. We're going to get Tice well, tell you on. i what, I did about, about as much as I could. I'm glad I'm not talking about swimming here. But, yeah, we're, we're going to try to get him on and Tice. But uh, Tice from Pleasant had played eight-man football at Pleasanton High School. His dad was the high school football coach at Pleasanton for years, I believe. Started around 1997 and, and went on and coached till about 2022. So he put, his dad put in a lot of years. So he's been around a, a football family. His mother's from the Gibbon area. Um, was Played on a undefeated, I believe, state championship basketball team at Gibbon under Larry Bleach when Larry Bleach was coaching. She played with like Ginger Keller and that group that um, went on. And, and at Centura at that time had a lot of kids, so you know his uh, genetics are pretty good when it comes to uh, his, his mom and dad and, and some things that they've done and uh, but Tice is, is playing at uh, the University of Wyoming right now and kind of Went on, and I don't know for sure. We're going to ask him some questions about what he's got as far as scholarship-wise, and we we're just going to ask him about the coaching staff and some of the things we were doing. But uh, like you said, we've got to, to figure out what's going on with our, our phone I think, lines I think and whatever. maybe we got to figure out. All right, it out. let's see what we got going Because
3: I'm not very smart. One more time, Tice. How are you? That is not it. I thought that was it. Tice is going to hang
4: up on us is what he's going to do. All right. That's not it. You know, we can try this interview again some other time, Doug. We'll have him on another day when we can figure it out when we get a, um, a, a way to get him on the line and figure out what we need to do. But we'll, uh, um, we apologize for not being able to get Tice on. Um, we've got him on the phone. We just can't figure out how to get it over the air to you guys. And uh, usually that's not a problem. We've been able to do that for uh, you know, for quite a bit, and so um, Doug's still working on. He's not Doug's not giving up right now as we're in in the studio. But um, but you know, the University of Wyoming, like we were talking about, some of the games that they played, and the the Air Force was their tough loss, and the Texas game on the road was tough loss. But they shared that huge win over Texas Tech, and then they won their bowl game over Toledo. They kicked the last second field goal to get Craig Bowl. Um, a winning record as he uh, as he went out in his bowl game at sixteen to fifteen. So yeah, that's about. Uh So, yeah, Doug's working on that. We'll talk a little bit about the nebraska Rutgers game. Um, Nebraska is a – just we looked it up right now. They are a three-point underdog. They're playing at Rutgers. Um, It's a big game for Nebraska. Um, Rutgers needs to win it for sure. If they're going to make any type of a move in the NCAA, if they lose to Nebraska at home, it will really hurt them. But this is a game Nebraska could win. Uh, They're going to have to shoot it well from the three-point line. Uh, They're going to have to rebound. And Rutgers does seem to play really well. At home, but if you looked, it's just absolutely amazing. Purdue got a big win last night in the Big Ten on the road, but no one's winning on the road in that conference. I mean, everybody's uh, just holding uh, holding the space right now and uh, winning at home. I've never seen anything quite like it. They're like a hundred and thirty, and like twenty, the teams are at home. Uh, Michigan's the only team that hasn't been able to uh, to do that so far. But um, yeah, so. There we go. Doug, that's about all I can get. I need a little help right now. You're going to have to voice in something. I mean, I'm just going to. Tell
3: me who you think is going to win the Super
4: Bowl. All right. Here we go. Doug wants me to go on. and <laughs> then start talking. Hey, I'll tell you what. I think the Green Bay Packers will do definitely um, play the 49ers. They already played once. Uh, they had to go into Dallas. Uh, they got some nerves not on. They got some confidence level. Um, San Francisco could be a little tight. They're going to have to run the ball and do some things. So I do really like uh, Gr- Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, is a couple times, they've won at Detroit this year. No one's beaten uh, winning at Detroit, and they won at Dallas. So if you can do that, if you've already showed that you can win on the road and, and the confidence level that they have. I would think that – it would be um, uh, get, getting the nine points, I think, is a gift with Green Bay and, and playing the 49ers. Um, the Buffalo-Kansas City game, I think it's going to be very good, but I would just soon take the Kansas City um, quarterback at that time. Uh, the Chiefs, you know, they've been there before, and I, I, I kind of like the way they play. I, I know Buffalo's got some revenge factors with them, and they've been playing back and forth. But I would think that um, – that the the uh, Green Bay Detroit game would be very exciting if Detroit could win and Green Bay could win. Detroit, being the three seed, would stay at home for every game that they have. So uh, we'll kind of see from that. That Doug, uh, what have you got going here? Got a shot to get it or not here? You know, this is going to be it.
3: This is going to be our last Last chance. try. So last we're gonna, try. We're going to have to get professional help. He's going to be here. in Sydney
4: by the time we get a hold uh, of them. He started, already, started at Kozak.
3: He's already. <laughs> We'll, we'll try. I don't. I don't hear him in the background, so I don't think we're going to have him. But, uh, Ty's one more chance. Uh, I know you can hear us. Yeah, I can hear him on the phone, but I can't get him through the board. Well,
4: that's disappointing. All right. Well. Jimmy, do you want to
3: say uh, goodbye to the
4: folks? Yeah, I sure can. Hey, thanks for listening today to the Doug and Daddy Show. Uh, We usually wrap it up pretty good, but uh, today we've struggled with our last interview, but it happens. It's uh, January 16th. We're going to blame this one on the weather. You know, there's been negative degree weather and just things aren't working. I mean, you get out there and try to get things to start up. This is one we're going to blame on the weather on on January 16th. But hey, uh, thanks for listening today. Um, January 17th is the date, by the way, on Wednesday, January 17th. But... um, um, thanks for listening today, and we will uh, hope you listen tomorrow. Thank you so much. Well, Bye-bye.
3: We're going to have Tice tomorrow when we get this uh, thing to right,
4: good. Is that okay? Sounds good
3: to me. we got to get Tice in here. Yep,
4: I just said January 17th. That
3: hadn't happened. 17th. No, we, not for a while. We only made it to, what, January 17th? Yeah, well, the weather was bad. You have know, this weather, all this freezing conditions, and that finally got to us. Kyle Trelka, thanks for joining us, uh, the uh, new swimming and diving coach. Uh, Tomorrow on the show, we will be talking up in Fargo with Coach Anthony Noreen. We will have our chat with Tice because we're ready to do that, but we'll do that, and we may have another chance for you to win basketball tickets. So uh, stay with us, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Enjoy tonight's game.
0: You've been listening to a Doug and Daddy podcast brought to you by Cunningham's Drew. Cunningham's Journal. The only bar you need to know in Carnival. Oh,
5: Darling, I feel like amazing. Don't make me do that again.
4: Game
5: over!